0: The very best thing that Kenny Pickett could do for this offense is to be the best quarterback he can be, meaning purely from the positional standpoint. The second best thing that he could do is bring out the literal best out of the best actual players on that offense meaning not necessarily the ones we've seen to date. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. It was the first practice. For Kenny Pickett as starter, it was the first meeting with us evil media types for Kenny Pickett as a starter, and as he tends to do, he hit pretty much everything out of the park, including, notably, the subject that I just brought up here. I think that's, you know, I, I want to raise the level of play around everyone, you know, everyone around me, but we have so many great players. Man. I got to do my job. Uh, I, I have 100% trust and confidence that every single guy in the huddle does their job. I think that's how everybody just raised that way. So everyone's just got to, you know, own their business, own their job, and be all right. Let me go for a basketball parallel here. If you have a team that's got a lot of, you know, tall dudes, athletic dudes, And each one of them seems capable of putting together a few points and a bunch of rebounds and so forth. You're still not going to know what you have until you have a point guard. The point guard is going to expose everything for worse and for better. And I see already just in the half that Kenny played the other day versus the half or actually three and a half games that Mitch trubisky played that some things are going to get exposed again, some for the worse and some for the better. For example, throw a deep ball to chase Claypool. you will find that he shrinks from it. You will find that he becomes small and that his arms do strange things in backing up against his chest and so forth, even when he's a six foot four guy lining up against a five foot eight guy. On the other hand, fire the ball over the middle to Pat Fryermuth and you're going to get good results. Some trust, a little bit of faith, also standing in there and taking a hit. Connect with George Pickens on a regular basis. Actually, all you have to do pretty much to connect with George Pickens is throw it somewhere into his area code. He'll come up with it. He'll find a way. You throw in another possible couple of wrinkles, like, you know, bringing Calvin Austin in once he's ready. He returned to practice yesterday, but he's still on IR. That's not great as far as Orchard Park goes, but it does mean very strongly, actually, that he'll be back sooner rather than later. He's required to either be back within 21 days or he can't be back at all, per the NFL's new IR rules. He's an exciting component to add to this offense. That's another area where you'd hope Kenny would bring something out of him that inevitably is going to come at the expense of someone else's targets, which is fine, which is fine, because if you can get through an entire NFL game with zero catches and zero anything and someone else comes along and starts producing, you know... You're going to watch from the sideline. What can you expect at Point Park University in downtown Pittsburgh? Respect, rigor, relevance. That's the Point Park pledge. You'll be treated with respect while being challenged and supported academically to graduate with career-ready, relevant skills. Visit pointpark.edu to learn more. But I'll carry this further because as I... Suggested earlier when I said it's not just about how he performs positionally, but also how he performs in terms of bringing out the best of the offense, a lot of that's going to be a feel thing. Did you happen to notice Sunday against the Jets? All those times when Kenny was moving people at the line of scrimmage, you know what I'm talking about, standing up behind the huddle, looking to his left and right and telling this guy, no, you get over there. No, you get over there. Why? He's reading something in the defense. He's reacting to it. Do you know how many times we saw that from Mitch Trubisky through three and a half games? You tell me, did you see it even once? Did you? If you did, you saw or noticed one more time than I did that matters. That's quarterbacking. That not only eliminates other people's excuses for not performing, but it also can elevate the entire process. Sometimes by eliminating people who aren't performing, but in other ways, just by making sure that you're doing the right thing in the right situations. How, for example, can a quarterback affect the running game? It's funny, Everyone in football, inside football, talks about that a ton. It's something you never hear about on the outside. Even from a, a more invested fan, you don't hear how quarterbacks can impact the run. You know who is really, really good at this? Don't overthink it. Ben Roethlisberger. Why? Because he came into the league With this terrific offensive line, Alan Fanica was the anchor of it. He had Jerome Bettis behind him. Jerome, the bus was getting a little old there, but the bus was still rolling. Still had his wheels to some extent. And Ben learned immediately, because he had to, how to get up to the line of scrimmage and look around and say, you know what? This play that we had drawn up, this would be a whole heck of a lot better if I just turned it around and gave it to 36. That's what I'm talking about. So whenever you saw, remember Najee Harris's first carry after Kenny came into the game? And I joked with somebody in the press box when that happened. I go, oh boy, I can imagine Mitch right now throwing his helmet on the sideline. Because where was that for me? But maybe, just maybe, there was something there. Maybe it wasn't even a called run. We don't know that. You can go and ask, but players don't like to give stuff out like that even after a game because they know other teams are preparing for it. And even if I'm completely wrong here, just having a quarterback who's capable and, oh, by the way, allowed to do things like this can make a difference for your running game, especially if that quarterback is selfless enough and team oriented enough to be willing to say, hey, This is a situation where we need to just run the ball. It's going to be fun, my friends. It's going to be fun watching this offense, whether or not it erupts right away. And I wouldn't be getting your hopes up, especially not against an opponent the caliber of the Bills. But it's going to be fun watching not just Kenny get better, but other guys either get better around him or get out come back J1Q This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by our friends at Mike's Beer Bar They're located directly across Federal Street from E.N.C. Park They are The one, the only, the premier destination in Pittsburgh for craft beer. More than 500 craft beers available, more than 350 of those local, and more than 80 of those on tap. Mike's can't be topped, not for beer, not for the awesome kitchen and menu that's available and not for all the special events that are going on there. Check them out online at mikesbeerbar.com. Mike's Beer Bar, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Today's J1Q comes from David Gill, who says, DK, I love the show and appreciate your insight and all the frustration with our Steelers lately. What is it that you're happiest about? <laughs> wow, well, David, what are you trying to say here? I mean, look... I'm at least fairly praising the Steelers for finally making the right selection at quarterback. It's something that I would have done a couple weeks ago, and I absolutely, absolutely would have done it during the 10-day break to give Kenny the fairest possible chance to prepare for his NFL starting debut as opposed to his NFL, hey, eight, you're in, debut at halftime. (laughs) But yeah, even with that remark, (laughs) I see what you're saying here, because I haven't been all sunshine and flowers lately. I I don't believe in it. I don't believe in uh, trying to paint rainbows over situations that aren't great. Uh, I'll work just as hard to find out the facts and form a responsible opinion, whether a team is succeeding or failing. Sometimes failing within succeeding or succeeding within failing. I'll look for it. I will. I promise you that. But right now this team's 1 and 3. And in addition to the offense being Oh, see, there I go again. There I go again. All right, what you I'm going to try this now. What you actually asked was for something positive. I'm going to give it to you and I'm going to give it to you in all capital letters and not everybody's going to agree with me on this because as you noted it is a downtime for people who follow the team. I am all about this offensive line stuffing it in my face and in a lot of people's faces. I did at least envision that they had the character to do that. There was one player out of the five that I was doubting from that standpoint, and that was James Daniels, and he has shoved it in my face and in your face and in a lot of people's faces. They've been good. Now, please note the word that I'm using there. I'm not suggesting that they're the Washington Hogs or something or that any of them is going to the Pro Bowl. They've been good. What we were expecting, most of us, was something way less than good. It is to their credit that they've risen to that level of good It's to the credit of Coach Pat Meyer for having really answered the call, maybe more than anyone else in the organization, after the way the preseason went and even the Cincinnati game went. And this wasn't just like we were being stupid or naive here because the head coach himself reacted the same way. That's why he went into that room that one morning after the preseason loss in Jacksonville, and just tore those guys apart from what they told me. I mean, really, really got after them. Well, it got through. And they began performing the way they felt they were capable. And to kind of continue the theme from the opening segment, they began performing well enough that others became exposed. For example... When Mitch Trubisky's running out of bounds to stick you with sacks and all anybody does is lazily look in the uh, box score afterward and say, Oh, look, Trubisky was sacked three times. Wow, what a terrible offensive line. Um, no. <laughs> he could have thrown the ball away in every one of those occasions. Or the times he stumbled forward or whatever else. We were looking at the run and saying, well, okay, they've got the pass protection figured out, but they're really struggling with the run. And then you look at the film, the all 22 film that shows you the entire field and you see that holes were there. And the first time I brought that up on this show, oh, wow, did I get a backlash from listeners. What are you talking about here? It's the offensive line. That's what everyone's been saying for weeks. It's not Najee Harris. We like him. He's our hero. Guess what? It was Najee. Guess who ended up taking that on the chin vocally just this past Friday? Najee brought it up on his own. Brought it up on his own. And he was right, and he did a lot better in terms of hitting those holes. And then Jalen Warren came in and gave a different look, a totally different look really toward his running style and started seizing on some of those holes himself. And what do you know? You had a running game going. That's that's my positive, and I think it's a pretty big one considering – Uh, Well, here again, I'm going to point the finger right at myself. Uh, I was saying before the season that these guys were going to undo everything, and it turns out that they've actually been, as Kenny Pickett stated Sunday, the strength of the offense. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We'll do one more of these tomorrow before I head on up to Orchard Park.